Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this show. Today's Issues on AFR. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. What do you got? In the Steve file there. Let's start with an Olympic update. Uh, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Um, bah, what is the Olympic? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I thought we'd bless our listeners. There you go. I was blessed. Yes. Ed was kneeling during that. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> good news or bad news? Uh, bad news first. Okay. I always like bad news first. NBC. This is the end of the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have the good bad. news before I never even know about the bad <laughs> right. news. So, uh, NBC and advertisers are just freaking out now because nobody is watching these Olympics. Um, the average Monday was 14.7 million viewers on Monday night. 49% drop compared to the same night in 2016. Over 50% drop from the same night in 2013. Or is, that, is that in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Um, there's a. Well, are y'all watching it? Some. I, I'm not. Actually, I, I've been I've been fairly busy the last couple of days and haven't gotten a chance to watch as much swimming. A little swimming, a little. I, I will say this though, just for full disclosure, uh, I have not watched the Olympics much over the last eight years. Not for any particular political reason or anything. I just I used to watch it all the time growing up. Loved watching it, and then just over the years, I just. But you know what? I, you I know what's changed in the primarily on that front. Not, now we're not talking about the woke. Uh, you know, there 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 are a few athletes, very few, but there are a few of these athletes that are um, disrespectful of our country, like the women's soccer team. Which I don't think I, they've done that at the Olympics yet, have they? Yeah, they knelt. Did they? First day against but, Sweden, but, I think. But uh, but most most of our athletes are patriotic people. And yes, and, and they love their country. They love their country. So, and they're 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 following their dream of a lifetime. Been working hard for this right. moment. Um, what were we talking about? Was watching the Olympics. Watching okay, the Olympics. watching the Olympics. Lost my train of thought there for just a minute. Okay, uh, but what's changed about what you're describing growing up? For us baby boomers, uh, there was only three channels. That's true. So, so we so you're That's gonna watch true. TV, uh, you know, for the Olympic Games. Uh, NBC had it, or mostly NBC, I think. Uh, you know, you look forward to that because uh, the whole country was watching. Yeah. And and when you went to school the next day, everybody was talking about talking Nadia about Kamenichi or yeah. the uh, the U.S. hockey team. Oh, 1980. Uh, I remember 1980, that. Uh, oh, uh, Mark Spitz or things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? So uh, we all watched because there, there wasn't much competition, quite frankly, well, on and television. I will, I'll say this one other thing. One, I do now recall one thing that really frustrated me as I tried to continue watching was the way coverage went. Now, when I was growing up, you would watch, they would have like the races, 
you know, like in the Summer Olympics. You know, they'd have the, you know, the four-by-four four or whatever, four-by-four. Oh, four. you talking about track and field? Yeah, track and field, or they'd have swimming, and you would be able to watch the event, and you it would go on for like 20 minutes or half an hour. Right. You'd watch it. Now, they, the few times I've tuned in, you get a five-minute glimpse at this, and then it's a bunch of commercials and a five-minute look at this. Yeah. I didn't like the way the American, uh, the the the, uh, new, the coverage went you couldn't get into it you couldn't get absorbed into gotcha. it, it was like you, a- one of the then we'll move on here but one of the most fascinating because this is the bad news right we're going over yeah i i, okay. I have something else to well ed is once again rabbit trail the show <laughs> and uh rabbit hole the show mission accomplished uh, in my job to keep us on target here uh keep yes. us focused yes go ahead okay so the uh one of the most fascinating sports I saw the last when I watched it the last couple of nights, um, and I'm not watching wall to wall like y'all are, like we used to, but uh, is this synchronized diving? Oh yeah, have you seen this? Uh-uh. Synchronized diving? Yeah. Synchronized? I'd forgot it even existed. Yeah. Synchronized diving, so that you have two divers, and they are jumping off the board at the, sa- at the, the same one. time yeah. and they're doing the same same uh whatever double flip triple flip whatever they call them and, and hitting the water at the same time and everything is it's exactly and they're judged the on how synchronized they are yeah have you noticed i mean do they do they allow you to view like uh, uh, like 20 minutes of an event or is it just scattershot uh well what they have now nbc has their, their main channel and then they have a NBC a sports channel. Right. So, and the, I think they have another one. They have CNBC, okay. and I think USA Today carries well, NBC. Well, I've been CNBC, I, I the Olympics too. I've watched were on NBC, the the uh, main Beach. the main channel, and then NBC Sports Channel. So those two I've watched, and uh, they've been covering basically the, a lot of the swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then they had a cyclist on last night from the U.S. who won the gold. Uh, so. Uh, and and you know you're always going to get a couple sports you didn't even know were like they had uh, uh, surfing. Yeah, as a sport, surfing yeah. is a sport. Now. Yeah, uh, the, so, so the, the it US, is a sport, but I didn't know there was an Olympic sport. Yeah, where you could judge it. Yeah, go ahead. The U.S. is not, it, with notable exceptions, has stumbled out of the gate. Let's say they are third in the medal gold medal count uh, right now behind J- Japan and China. Uh, Fox News primetime host Tammy Bruce. Uh, yesterday, no, yes, yesterday, said this at the beginning of her show, failure, misery, resentment, victimhood, hatred for the country, that's what fuels the left, and it's penetrating nearly every corner of society. Ask yourself, could the shift in attitude and shift away from national pride be present in Team USA's stumbling start at the Olympic Games? And I would add the, the audience's desire to watch. True. We are in, a, we are in just an ugly, ugly time right now. Yeah, well, professional sports viewership has been down since the pandemic yeah. started, too. And I think you combined, however that plays out, I, I, the reasons for that I don't fully understand because I'm thinking to myself, during the pandemic, people were looking for stuff to do. So well, why wouldn't they be watching sports Disc more? golf actually exploded hugely during the pandemic. Uh, you mean viewership? You viewership, mean? yeah. But you you had the woke stuff come in. 
to the NBA and some in the NFL. Oh, it's even it's even into yeah hockey in terms to, of the you know homosexual push. Yeah, so a lot know, of people Pride are, Month and a lot of people are turned off. They don't want to. People don't want to tune in to a sporting event and watch athletes make political statements. Uh, right. Especially if they're taking a knee during the national anthem. And that, that some people think that's unfair, but what's unfair I, that that, uh, that uh, athletes are quote unquote not allowed to speak out on issues when everyone else is. I don't think that that's true. No, that's I don't not. care if people when they're off the basketball court right. or off the football field make political statements. I just don't want to see it while I'm watching. Yes, that's what I don't want to. You're see. escaping. Yes, uh, that's what a lot of sporting events are for. People want to relax their minds against right. the. To the everyday uh, assault of, of, of the world, so yeah. you just want to you you want to uh, watch something and enjoy it. You don't want to be told, you know, some kind of political statements, as you, as you say. Uh, and and for those who say, well, you're silencing uh, the athletes. No, no, as yeah. you just said, no. Yeah. Listen, the athletes can make political statements and speeches all they want on their own time. Right. On their own time, but not. Not while they're in uniform, right? Let me tell you the, the team the, you support. The kind of political statement that actually uh, you might agree with. <laughs> Two years ago, a wrestler from Iran was told that he, he was ordered to lose in the semifinals of the 2019 World Championships in Tokyo because this Iranian wrestler was slated to face a Jewish wrestler, Israeli Sagi Muki, and uh, he was told you. The forfeit, you mean? Well, he was told to lose the previous match, so he wasn't going to be oh, facing I it. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, he didn't like that very much, and he defected. He came, for some reason, a Mongolian citizen and is wrestling with the Mongolian team this year. He won a silver medal huh. and, and actually became really good friends with a Jewish wrestler that he was told not to wrestle before and everything. So uh, it's kind of a, a good news story, um, the kind of – Political protests. So you say you have that you have a, just just to be clear. It's a you judo, have you have an Ira- you have an Iranian native. It was judo, by the way, not wrestling. Yes. Okay. And he he once wrestled for the Iranian team. Judo for the wrestling. and the Iranians. Pardon me. Is judo judo? Excuse me, judo. Uh, and and uh, when he was in Iran, and the and the Iranian government told him don't wrestle against an Israeli. That's right. That's happened a couple Jew. times in this Olympics, and uh, he, this guy, went to Mongolia. Yeah, he, he, uh, what do you call it? Defected, defected to Mongolia. Now he's wrestling in the Olympics for the Mongolian team, and he wins the silver medal yeah. in judo, and he sends his basically his uh, love out to the Israeli people. Right, That's right. He says he Public, hopes he did it publicly too. Thank you for the good energy, he says. This medal is dedicated to Israel. I hope the Israelis are happy with this win. Pretty cool. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'll tell you something else. It's extraordinarily brave that this individual defected, and it's extraordinarily brave times two that he publicly thanked Israel or sent out whatever those... Greetings to Israel because he's undoubtedly a marked man now. Although I got to tell you, this is the first time in my life I've ever heard of anybody defecting to Mongolia. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a bad country by any means. Well, I think it's I think it's mostly Islamic. So he 
I'm guessing he's a Muslim. Okay, yeah. You're, you're making a face. I, I don't know. It's a guess. I Probably. Think, I think Mongolia, uh, you can check it. I thought it was I'm, Buddhist. Was Mongolia, the was uh, Mongolia check, is north of uh, China, true? Yes. Uh, I've, I've, I've known, when we've traveled in Washington, D.C., we used to have some ladies it's who Buddhist. served at our restaurant. It's Buddhist primarily? Yeah. Okay. So who, there, there goes my about theory. About 10 ladies who served at our restaurant who were all from Mongolia. So, uh, yeah, I, really? didn't, I, I didn't think they were. There's some Muslims there, I'm sure, because yeah. uh, there are all over Asia, but they're mostly Buddhist, you say? Yes. Okay. Isn't the Dalai Lama from Mongolia? No, he's Is from that? like the Nepal no. area, right? Yes, Tibet. My, my, Tibet. Yeah, in Tibet. Tibet. In Tibet near Nepal? It is. Um, masks. <laughs> yeah, we can't just we just can't well, get enough of this. Let me just tell you that uh the house has decided to remask and the White House has decided to remask up. Well you go for it. Uh <laughs> I want to let you know that it, it is not setting well with Speaker or minority leader Kevin McCarthy, who made this statement. He said, Make no mistake, the threat of bringing masks back is not a decision based on science, but a decision conjured up by liberal government officials who want to continue to live in a perpetual pandemic state. To which Pelosi was asked to respond. Pelosi said, "He's such a moron." She called McCarthy a moron. <laughs> moron. Yes. Oh, she's, she's right down she's to the getting cranky. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. She probably hadn't had any thirty dollar well, pint of ice cream in a while. <laughs> it's, it could be. It can be tough. And it, uh, it might be coming. It might be coming for everybody though. Uh, if you live in New York City, you already better have your head on a swivel. Um, because I want to, li- I want you to listen to this. This is uh, Mayor Bill De Blasio talking about masking up in in New York City. Cut eight. If my kids were going to school in September, I would be running to get them vaccinated right now. And and like was said a moment ago, you know, we used to do this as parents all the time for a variety of vaccinations. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn, incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. <laughs> that guy, he's a, he is a communist. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I believe yeah, he's, he's proudly. Yeah. He's he, proudly so. I know, I know he's socialist, but right. that, that's the kind of thing that communists say. If you're a socialist and you say that, you're really a communist inside. The voluntary phase is over. I, I, I'm going to start. I know this is – I don't have a communist accent, okay? So uh, the closest <laughs> I can come is is Nazi, okay? okay? And I think those two, fr- frankly, Nazism and communism are closer than you think. Um, uh, but I'm going to start working on my Nazi accent because this is the way these folks are going. Just a note there. That's a German accent, just so you, just so you yes. know. It's, <laughs> just just for all our German friends. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, I what uh, saying. That's a good, good, what good I'm warning. What I'm about to say sounds like something Will Rogers might say, yeah. but it's, I'm, it's original with me. And that is this. If the voluntary stage is now over, then it never was voluntarily volunteer at all now i got my i may have missed the ily there yeah at the end but you get the idea yeah. right if uh, because if you're going to say we allowed you to voluntarily get the vaccine and some of you chose not to now you now you're going to be held down and forced to yeah. that's, that's basically what he's saying 
So uh, we, we that's in New York City, right? It is. Now, does he have the power? Is he just talking uh, politically here and doesn't have he – Well, really, he has the power he, he within government government structures. Like maybe the schools. I, I don't think he has the authority. I think he does within anything New York City, like schools perhaps, and certainly City Hall and those I, kind I of think, things. I think you, could, you, there, you can have consequences like firing for not getting vaccinated. I'm not sure what he means by that yeah. when he says, you know, the, the voluntary stage is <laughs> over. In other words, in parentheses, mandatory vaccines are now here. I do remember Alan Dershowitz during the early parts of this, uh, uh, the, the COVID pandemic, when they were discussing vaccines and everyone was saying, can you force people to get a vaccine? Alan Dershowitz said, yes, the government has the authority to jab the right. needle in your arm. Okay, that. let me ask you this. Uh, what was it we all got when we were in elementary school? Was it the smallpox? MMR, I think. Measles, mumps, and rubella. Yeah, there was, a, there was several several of them. I'm talking about baby boomers. Polio. We, a lot poli- of people still have their mark yeah. on their yeah. arm. Yeah. Oh, there was measles, mumps, but rubella. that was—I uh, don't remember any controversy about that at all, and that was compulsory. We just marched Not into the, the library, yeah, and got in line, got our shots. Is that, is that how y'all did it? Well, you—if you wanted to go to like public it, like school, in, like in yeah. fourth grade or something—I I don't remember public school. Yeah, if you wanted to go to public school, you had to have the vaccine, and I think they did it at school, but the parents acquiesced because they wanted the kids they protected. Wanted to be, they, they wanted me to be in school, and and they thought it was protective. And they didn't love at, you. like our discussion in the last hour. These were vaccines that have been used for decades. True, I, I believe that's that is a true. big difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm and sorry. you know a lot of they, what, did. What were you? they did love you. <laughs> they did. Your parents didn't love you. That's why they didn't right. care. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> hey, well, it woke. Uh, vaccines and masks and everything it's infecting everywhere i have i was astounded this morning when i read astounded, about it. steve astounded i tell okay. you okay. <laughs> when i read this morning that the woke virus is infecting medical schools listen to this during a recent endocrinology course at a top medical school in the university of california system a pr- this is from a uh a story written by Katie somebody, Katie, Katie somebody, Katie Herzog. Bar the door. Um, <laughs> a professor stopped mid-lecture to apologize for something he'd said at the beginning of class. I don't want you to think that I am in any way trying to imply anything. And if you can summon some generosity to forgive me, I would really appreciate it. Again, I'm very sorry for that. I was, it was certainly not my intention to offend anybody. The worst thing that I can do as a human being is to be offensive. He said, forgive me, I said when a woman is pregnant, which implies that only women can get pregnant. And I sincerely apologize to you for all of that. This is a doctor. Well, you told, told us a story this morning in our story meeting. I, listen, as often as I roll my eyes, I could not believe that. That's a doctor, a professor in a medical school. Medical school. Who, first of all, made the outlandish and ludicrous statement that the worst thing a human being can do to another human being is to offend them. Yeah. Okay? All right? Well, we can talk about just from the medical profession in the aforementioned Nazi Germany, all the things that they did. 
experimenting on people. Yeah, you can do more than offend people, Doc. But then to make the statement that he apologizes for implying that only women can get pregnant, that apparently what he's saying is that a transgender woman, a man who claims to be a woman, can also get pregnant because they're really women, is just, it's just beyond the pale. It was just this endocrinology course. This, 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 this is insanity that has taken root in this country. And I will say this, while you're looking that up, I will say this, that Romans 1 states clearly that when men depart from God and what they can clearly understand about God and the world he has made because they reject God in favor of their worship of the creation rather than the creator, Romans 1 says that they become fools mm-hmm. and darkened minds and God gives them over, and that's what's happening. That guy is, in a biblical sense, a fool. He's an endocrinology teacher, which is the study of glands and hormones. That's uh, like your teacher I, telling that's you what about I want. medically about hormones, but you, there's no such thing as a woman? That's what I wanted to be Whoa. when, I, when yeah. I grew up. But A woman? I didn't know. I study hormones. <laughs> But I never, I never, I, I never. No made, idea what to say to that. I never made it out of a chemistry <laughs> class. That would be a requirement. <laughs> I had a joke going there, and then somebody interrupted it. I'm and, sorry, and it kind of threw off my timing. I know but you're that, always that's, trying that's, to get us focused, like you yes, said. This made me. Well, let's move on. Yeah. All right, uh, let's just end here. We got some lazy parents. Well, we out got there. three minutes. We can't end here. Can't end here. <laughs> I got two minutes and change. I think we can. Uh, well, let me just say this, and if I have to say something else, I will. We have some lazy parents out there. There's a new trend I'm reading about where parents are strapping cat toys to their babies in the crib where they lay them face down in the crib or face up. Uh, how are they laying so that they, they – but they put the – you know how the cat toy has this flopping fish, the, the tail flops? And, and I personally don't own a cat. Well – My wife does. Cat owners are attaching these to their little babies, and it's putting them to sleep. The the rhythm of the the fishtail, it's putting putting them to sleep. So you told us this this morning, and my thought was, rather than a mom put the baby on the shoulder and do something, I never could do this because yeah. I have no rhythm anyway. Uh, you know, when it comes to dancing, no, no, no or what? Even mm-hmm. I, it goes beyond being white. I I have no <laughs> rhythm. For a white guy, okay, I yeah. mean, just beyond it's a low what, bar. Yeah, yeah, it's a very low bar. Okay, so what most women do though, they have that kind of rhythm where yeah. they kind of rock and pat the baby on the shoulder, the show, and the baby goes to sleep. Yep. You're telling me that this toy, which I didn't even know existed, yeah. it's a flopping fish. It's a flopping fish, and they just put that on the back of their kid so they don't have to. Sit there. And, that's right. And put them in their kid. Put them in the, the in, the, in the crib, and it just flaps the kid to sleep. Well, I'll tell you what, I, Steve. Who can blame them? There's a uh, lot of good you, streaming uh, on Hulu. Hey, do you think the creator of the flopping fish ever had that in mind when he or she made that? What? what, what? I don't think so. Huh? The flopping fish. I would. Fish. I would guess not. Yo, so, America this is, ba- is this battery operated? <laughs> yes. America right. has invented so many wonderful things for humanity. <laughs> flopping fish. The flopping flopping fish. fish serves as the 
the they, epitome of United uh, States ingenuity. Surplants sur, sur the mama rocking the baby in the chair. It was the cotton gin and the airplane. <laughs> now it's the flopping fish. Boy, we've gone downhill. Mm, I'm glad we're out of time. <laughs> Told you. Get no See you tomorrow, everybody. Me.